Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Got a box from Panini 2023-24 Panini Prism Premier League Soccer. I haven't evaluated or opened or broken a box of soccer for quite a while now. And I do like soccer, but I'm not as up on it as I am some of the other sports. In fact, I think it's would be my sixth best sport in terms of knowledge. I think NASCAR comes ahead of of uh, soccer, but nothing against soccer. I think people thought soccer was going to be this meteoric rise to the top. I think it's going to be slower, uh, but it could be steady. Soccer is a global game. I'm not giving up on soccer. You shouldn't either. But this approach to putting out soccer cards with familiar brands so Prism is considered a flagship for Panini by many people when they put out a soccer product for the Premier League that's Panini Prism. If that's a flagship, that kind of means that's the one brand that you want to go for and that they want you to go for if you're only going to get one. Not that it's the best. It's not necessarily the worst. It's the, the most popular brand. That's the way I look at a flagship. So if it's called a flagship, you can almost get away with uh, somewhat overproducing because the whole idea of a flagship brand like Topps uh, Series 1 that just came out is that the overproduction to some degree ensures availability of this product that you want everybody to be able to have a chance to get it. If it's not available, then that that seems wrong to call it a flagship. The other thing about a flagship uh, set, I think, is then that means we think you're going to be trying to put together sets, trying to be to get a complete set of the base set. So in a flagship product, the base sets matter. Now that's especially important for Panini Prism because of so many parallels. Okay, I thought about doing a box battle because I did get a Panini unnamed football uh, box at the same time that Panini gave me the soccer. And I thought, well, I could do a box battle. And I thought, wait a minute, if I do a box battle, even if the products have the same SRP, if they're both $200 boxes, let's say, I'm almost always going to go for my favorite sport. I, I just am going to prefer if it's soccer versus football, I'm going to pick, pick football, all things being equal. Regardless of design, I, I'm probably going to pick the sport that I, that I like better. That's what I'd rather have. But what if the SRP of the football or the soccer fluctuates? Okay, so they both started out intending to be $200 boxes. What if soccer doubles? Or what if football doubles? Or what if either one of them drops in half? Do you still pick the sport that you like the best? If this is a couple months later when the product has fluctuated with the secondary market forces, it depends on those secondary market forces. And if for football, if it's a weak rookie crop, SRP could fall. If it's a great rookie crop for football, let's say, or soccer, the value of the boxes or the price that people are asking can double. Now, it might be that it went down because there's a perception of overproduction. Usually, I don't think that's the case of underproduction or overproduction as much as with, with the price fluctuating there. It's if the rookies are hot, there there's not going to be enough. <laughs> and if the rookies are cold, it's going to sit there a little bit more. But that's not the way I would decide. And I would encourage you to have your own metric of how you decide, but I want to know what the future holds. So if you had a soccer box and a football box and they both were uh, planned to be SRP, a suggested retail price of 200 bucks, and three months later, the soccer is down to 100 and the football is up to 400. So one doubled and one chopped in half. I don't immediately think, wow, now soccer is a great bargain. I can get four boxes of that for the price of the football. That may not be a good decision. It, it sounds good when you say it that way, 
especially the other way around. If football was 100 and soccer was 400 and they originally were planned to be equally valuable in the SRP, I want to know what's going to happen. In other words, if something has gone up in the first three months, it may continue going up. Something has gone down for the first three months, it may continue going down or it may bounce back. So you really have to study it and try to figure out why. And if it's the rookie crop, as we've said, I wouldn't be giving up on rookie crops too easily and too quickly. One thing I like about Prism, and I think this is true about all the different sports that Panini does, and Tops does the same thing, Upper Deck does the same thing. There's some brand continuity in terms of one Prism product in one sport or the year before. There's some uh, similar uh, characteristics that help you to uh, understand the scarcity. And I'm picking up on that because there's a lot of prism stuff, not the high level inserts and not the scarce parallels, but there's an awful lot of prism stuff. Well, there's a lot being produced. And so there's a lot in the dollar boxes and I can at least have the understanding that last year or the year before, or whenever I studied it, that particular uh, parallel that may be unnumbered, not serial numbered. It may be better than something that's serial numbered. In truth, some serial numbers, some colors sell better even in spite of the quantity produced. There's six players pictured on the front of the box and also on the front of the pack. And I have varying familiarity with them. That's who they're pushing. I felt like, do I need to research that right now so I can get better? And I thought, wait a minute, I don't think I'm going to do that. And I don't know if this is how some of you do this, but if you get a product and you're not as familiar with the sport, do you open up the box and then look up every player that you got? I'm not going to do that. You can do that. If you're going to really dig deep into soccer, you better know the players. But I'm not ready to do that. And so I figured out that what I'm probably going to do, and what I have been doing, and I'm just organizing my thoughts here, is that when I open these boxes, I separate after I look through and enjoy the opening experience, I'll make little piles of of the base cards, of and different levels of inserts, uh, and different levels of parallels, any game used, anything autographs. I, I'd put them in similar uh, piles. Basically, this is horrible to admit, but I think my pile of base, I don't think I'm going to spend a lot of time. Oh, I break the base into, if there's high numbers that are rookies, I'll split those out. But of the base veterans, I'm generally not looking them up. I will keep players. I will, I will add to my alphabetical groupings by player of the players that are better and that I recognize and like to collect. But the other ones, I just don't look them up. Again, if it's not a rookie and it's not a short print, then it's not worth looking up for me. If I were younger, maybe I would do that. But if I get something tougher, get an autograph, low serial number, exotic insert. Yes, I will look them up. Not just what they're going for. Maybe this is sports card insight. I want to look up the player too. I want to know how much of the value would be based on the demand for the player and how much of the value of of what the asking prices are or comps sold cards for has to do with the attributes of the card in terms of how scarce it is and how beautiful it is, which I can see. 12 packs of 12 cards each. I don't mind that. I will say this. I think in every case, the last two cards, although one time was the last three cards in the pack, were better cards. The inserts, the parallels mainly. In the vintage days, all cards were pretty much equal thickness. 
And I think that makes it easier to wrap the packs and to pack out the boxes. It's rare nowadays that you get a product where that is the case. I think that's the case for this prison product. That may be one of the secrets that I think it's a very profitable product for them. But you can imagine if every pack has 12 cards and it's they're always the same thickness, then you, you probably don't have to calibrate your wrapping machine or your packing out the boxes are all going to pretty much weigh the same. That's probably not necessarily labor saving, but problem saving. I don't want to get into it too much in this episode because I don't like to rain on parades, but I am not a big fan of, of silver prisms. I think they're too similar to the base card. I understand they're better looking and that they're more scarce, but they're not scarce. They're just tougher than the base. So I would not be a long-term hold of silver prisms. And and even if you get a 10 or a 9.5, they always look really nice. I'm not scratching them and that mine didn't come out scratching, but I'd rather do a color match. I think that's cool. I like the trend of that. Finally, I'm promised one autograph per box on average. And I'm a statistician, so on average is not a guarantee. <laughs> you might get two and you might get zero, but on average, you're going to get one. I, I want to get one. And I thought, I wonder if I'm going to get one. I, I went through 11 packs. I didn't have one. So I go through the 12th pack. The last card in the last pack was an autograph and it wasn't a player that I recognized. So again, that's when I spring into action and I look and see, okay, because the range of the value of just a pure autograph card, it has to do with, is it serial numbered? Uh, what are the factors, what it ought to go for if, if in trade value or sale value, or if you wanted to buy one. And so you can look that up, but the one component is who's the player. And if it's a soccer player, I've got to figure out, I wish there was one place I could go that would, maybe there is, maybe somebody could tell me if there is something that just says, here are the top hundred players in soccer from a card collecting perspective, that'd be helpful. Back in the day with the, the old Beckett Price guys printed out, you could look through of some of the years and see even for the base cards. Uh, and it generally tracked if someone had a higher value base card other than some exception, uh, it would be because it's a better player. So then you'd know that if you had an insert or an autograph or a, some serial numbered card of, of this better player, you, you know how to price it because he's better than this guy or he's not as good as that guy. At any rate, another fun experience. Thanks, Panini. Uh, keep up the good work. I think soccer is going to wind up being more and more a strength, I think, as you have demonstrated for decades now of being familiar with soccer. Keep up the good work there and thanks for the box and you should check it out. Again, don't check it out if you don't like soccer, but if you like soccer, then, like I said, I think Prism is being intended to be their flagship brand. And so even getting a complete set of the base cards, they're nice looking cards. So that's it. See you tomorrow or the next day. The man in the house of cards. The man in the house of cards. The man in the house of cards. Is doing.